the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager, and the name of the show is Dennis Prager Show. A good Thursday to you. Cleveland Clinic has announced that if you already had COVID, a vaccine provides no added benefit. The Cleveland Clinic is one of the most prestigious medical institutions in the United States. So it's another lie that most Americans believed, even though it went completely against common sense. Uh, it's been a very sobering year for me to realize how easy it is uh, to lie to many Americans especially the well-educated who are susceptible to the most lies. Everything I just said, I believe literally and 100%, at least half this country, is so easily propagandized by the media and academia that it is breathtaking. Did you really believe that you did not receive immunity if you had COVID? What, what thinking did you engage in to believe you also needed a vaccine against something that, against which you already developed immunity? Did you ever hear of somebody having a virus and then getting it again? The article is up at DennisPrager.com from The Defender, which is, The Defender is defending children's health. That's what it's about. A Cleveland Clinic study of the effectiveness of COVID vaccines in people with a history of previous SARS-CoV-2 infection and those without found those who had COVID but weren't vaccinated appeared to have acquired strong natural immunity. A new preprint study by the Cleveland Clinic found people previously infected with SARS-CoV-2 were less likely to be reinfected, please hear this, less likely to be infected than fully vaccinated individuals who never had the virus. Natural immunity, according to the Cleveland Clinic study, protects you against the virus even more than a vaccine does. So why did you take a vaccine? Why did you get vaccinated with something that is in an experimental stage, and which in any event is useless if you've already been infected with the COVID virus. Why? Because Dr. Fauci said so. If Dr. Fauci said take a vaccine every three months, would you do that? better question. Is there anything Dr. Fauci could say that you wouldn't listen to?
The vaccine is of no benefit to people who already had COVID. The study's conclusion appears to support what others, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, have said about immunity in people previously infected with the virus. In a live stream conversation last month, Fauci told Howard Bauchner, or Bauchner, editor of the Journal of the American Medical Association, it's unlikely, unlikely people can get COVID more than once. Fauci, however, continues to recommend everyone get the vaccine. Why would he do that? If he acknowledges that you are immunized by having COVID, why would he advocate getting a vaccine anyway? I'm silent because I want you to think about it. He acknowledges that you are Im- immune to COVID nine. Uh, COVID nine. What is it? What is the name? <laughs> yeah, COVID nineteen. Because I kept reading COVID two here. COVID nineteen, the Wuhan flu, if you will, the Wuhan virus. He acknowledges you're immune and then says, take the vaccine anyway. And that is what airlines apparently will insist on, baseball games, etc. People who lie to themselves by saying, follow the science. They, they're here is the science. The science is you're immune if you had COVID. So why are they telling young people the group that is the least likely to suffer from COVID, to get vaccinated to so as to come back to college or to go to college, even if you've had COVID before. Why play with the future health and, for that matter, fertility of young women? Why? There's no moral or scientific answer to the question. None. The corruption, moral and perhaps financial, is so deep that it has been a learning experience for this American this past year. The only reason I can imagine that Anthony Fauci, and I'm not saying it's correct, I'm just saying it's the only one I can imagine, is that he has a financial stake in Pfizer or Moderna. I have no other possible explanation for his acknowledging that you are immune if you had COVID and continuing to advocate that you nevertheless get vaccinated. Can any of you, especially if you admire Dr. Fauci, can you give me a better reason or even an equally good reason or even a crappy reason? Any reason why anyone, not just Anthony Fauci, anyone with a medical degree would advocate that you get vaccinated and why the airlines might insist on it. Anyway, hasn't it already happened at baseball games? Aren't there like non-vaccinated sections? Because Major League Baseball teams really follow the science. (laughs) So if you had COVID, you're protected get the vaccine anyway because after all better safe than sorry abundance of caution which providentially is initialed AOC a 
abundance of caution. That's right. That's how she got her name, by the way. They had to they had to think of another name that would fit AOC, but it's really the abundance of caution crowd. Fauci continues to recommend everyone get the vaccine, unlike Senator Rand Paul, Republican Kentucky who has been one of the most vocal opponents of vaccinating people who have already been infected with SARS-CoV-2. Paul said the CDC originally tried to hide the fact there were, quote, no studies showing that getting the vaccine, if you already have natural immunity, is of any benefit at all. A senator of the United States who was a medical doctor has accused the CDC of hiding studies. CDC is corrupt, period. You understand? The World Health Organization is corrupt. I never said these things prior to the last year. I say it with no joy. It affects me negatively just as it does anybody else. They're corrupt. Donald Trump told more truth about the American government and institutions than any president in my lifetime, perhaps any president since Abraham Lincoln, including hydroxychloroquine. According to Rand Paul, Congressman Thomas Massey, another Republican from Kentucky, got the CDC to admit There was no science to support the agency's recommendation that people with natural immunity to COVID need the vaccine. Why don't you ask your friends or relatives who are on the left, do you believe that you need to be vaccinated if you've already had COVID? You will then know if you are speaking to someone who believes in reason. Forget just science, just reason. It's really worth asking. Hey, uh, Fred, just curious. You think people who had COVID should get the vaccine? Then you will know that the person is a science ignoramus and so easily manipulated that you could cry because it might be a friend or family member. We shall return in a moment. The phone numbers are 1-8-PRAGER-776-877-243-777-2433. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 583 800-583-84. This is a very scary thing that Americans have believed and that corporations are enforcing 
the lie that you need a vaccine. It's a lie. We are bathing in left-wing lies. That's all it is. America is racist. There was collusion with Russia. It's, it's one after another. It's like all the race hoaxes. The, uh, if, you see an, if you read about a noose at a college, the odds are overwhelming that it was a minority, a member of a racial minority who did it, not a white supremacist. The white supremacist thing is a lie. Charlottesville is a lie. If we didn't, if the left told the truth, there would be no left. People who move from left to right, almost on a daily basis, I know a lot of these people, they, they're astonished at how much more truth is valued and they're astonished at how many lies they believed. Intelligent, well, well-intentioned people. In a recent study in The Lancet, Dr. Florian Kramer noted, the quote, the findings of the authors, that is, of the Cleveland Clinic study, suggest that infection and the development of antibody response provides should be provide, but doesn't matter, protection similar to or even better than currently used SARS-CoV-2, that's COVID-19 vaccines. You are better off having had COVID in terms of protection than even getting the vaccine. And you're certainly better off because the vaccine... We don't know the long-term effects. I am not predicting anything terrible. But it is as true as the speed of light. Whatever, that's 186,000 miles per second. It is as true as the laws of physics that we do not know the long-term effects of the vaccines. I pray that there are none. I am not predicting that there are. I am simply stating as clear a fact as one can state, we have no idea what the long-term effects of a of a of this vaccine are. Numerous scientists have warned vaccinating people who already had COVID could potentially cause harm or even death. Makes perfect sense. According to Dr. Human Nurchazam, surgeon and patient safety advocate. It is scientifically established that once a person is naturally infected by a virus, antigens from that virus persist in the body for a long time after viral replication has stopped and clinical signs of infection have resolved. When a vaccine reactivates an immune response in a recently infected person, the tissues harboring the persisting viral antigen are targeted inflamed and damaged by the immune response, Nurchasm said. Colleen Kelly, Associate Professor of Infectious Diseases at Emory University School of Medicine and Principal Investigator for Moderna and Novavax Phase three Vaccine Clinical Trials, said in an interview with Huffington Post, 
There had been reported cases in which those who previously had the virus endured harsher side effects after they received their vaccines. So if you have COVID and are told to get a vaccine, whoever told you that is misleading you medically. And if it is a doctor, you should find another doctor. You can keep that doctor as a golfing partner. I have no issue with that. But that is that should disqualify the person as medical uh, in your life. And let's go to Arnold in Glendale, California. Hello, Arnold. Yes, uh, Dennis. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I I totally agree with uh, your argument there. And uh, a friend of mine who had COVID, um, he and his wife, uh, they both went ahead and they got the vaccine and I asked him why you're you're covered uh, by simply by having had the COVID itself and he said the reason why is because of the variants having had the, the COVID itself will not protect us from the variants I see how does he know that who told him that I, I that I didn't ask he probably read it in the New York Times or heard it on CNN by the way, why will the vaccine protect you against the variants? They they claim that the vaccine you'll have to that's why you'll have to take booster shots and you'll have to take another one for a new variant. That's what people are told. There's a lot of talk about variants, as there's a lot of talk about the existential threat of global warming. Have, have variants played a role in the United States? I don't know if they played a role in India. Why did India lock down? Didn't work out, did it? And uh, why didn't they give massive doses of hydroxychloroquine, which they had done in the beginning? There's a new study that shows hydroxychloroquine works. What we have lived through in this uh, last year and a half is not something I could have imagined had somebody written a dystopian novel. There's a lot of damage, but you know what else there is? Two things that are great, a lot of clarity, and a lot of people are fighting back. The Dennis Prager Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve, and I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out, and amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the, uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee at NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is, NerveRenew.com. Hello there, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. I think it's unprecedented on my show to have a weekly guest. Gives you an idea of how highly I esteem her and the living martyr the same. Triple G is still ambivalent. 
Julie Hartman is going to be a senior at uh, Harvard, and she's come out of the closet. No, not as gay, not as trans, not as non-binary, but something far more challenging to students at Harvard as a conservative. That's that's quite something. And I have, I can say, wherever life takes you, I was there at the beginning. Is that right, Julie? That's right. It's a very powerful uh, story that you have. So you heard me talk about getting the vaccine even if you had COVID. You had COVID, right? I did have COVID. I had it very early on. I had it last March, and I was at school when I had it. But I didn't know that I had it because I went – well, I actually suspected that I did, but I went into the medical center, and I said, hey, I don't feel very good. I don't have any energy. I can't taste or smell. And the people there said, well, you don't have a fever. You don't have a cough, so it must be another virus because back then we really didn't know that much. But it turns out many people at Harvard did have COVID, and I was one of them. You you took a COVID test? Well, I got an antibody test. Oh, you a did. Few okay, weeks that's after. even better. Okay, uh, great. Okay, so then you did, however, recently get vaccinated. I did, yes. And why is that? Well, my one of my sisters lives in a group home. She has very severe autism, and the group home mandated that we had to get vaccinated. Even if you had, her. even if you had COVID. Yes. What and, did they say when you? I'm sure you said, but you know, I've had COVID. Right. What did they say? Well, the evidence is iffy. If you know, if you had COVID back in March of 2020, you may not still have the antibodies. That's what they said. And also, I got vaccinated because I can't come back to campus next year. I believe that Harvard mandated that students have to get. Oh, I'm vaccinated. sure they did. I'm sure they did. So, do, was there a voice in you that said this is absurd? Absolutely. I mean, I had the virus. I have the natural antibodies. Why do I also need to get vaccinated? It, and, you know, Dennis, you, you often talk about how you are not yet vaccinated. I think it's a completely valid point that this was not fully approved by the FDA. This is still technically, you know, the, the evidence on the efficacy and the safetiness of this vaccine is we're still figuring it out. Why should someone my age be forced to take it? Especially because I'm a woman, we don't know what the implications are for fertility later on. The crowd that does say abundance of caution, better safe than sorry, are not living by their own credo when they're telling young women in particular to get vaccinated right. and, and that you had COVID. Do you know anybody at Harvard who has said, I'm sorry, I'm just not coming back this year? I don't know. Yeah. Everybody has said, I'll get vaccinated. Yes. Are the professors getting vaccinated? I read somewhere that this applies to students but not faculty. Is that possible? I don't know, but I, that would that it, would surprise me. Yeah, it I would think surprise it would, me too. Yeah, I think it applies Alan, to Alan, are them. you aware of that, that anybody has said that? People have been saying it, but I, I, somebody even sent me where in little letters, in small print, <laughs> something of this does not apply to faculty. I, I, I don't know if it's true. It would be too bizarre. But the, the, obviously the professors should do it. 
So I was talking about people's evolution from left to right. You're a living example, but you, you were never hard left, but you were certainly you know, Democrat, liberal, not conservative. One of the things that those people marvel at when I speak to them, like Dave Rubin, who was a gay left, and now he's gay, still gay, obviously, and, however, on the right, he said, I can't get over how nice conservatives are. Has that hit you? And don't answer yes just to make me feel good. Well, actually, I was talking with Amala about it yesterday. I was I was very happy to meet um, PragerU's new, I don't know what you would call her, talent spokesperson. All Amala. right, hold on with the answer in a moment. We're uh, we're taking a break. The, okay. the uh, this fascinating. By the way, Amala is a phenomenon. She is. And She's you fabulous. can see you could see her at the PragerU, and I, I did something. I did a TikTok thing with her yesterday. It's my first. I think my first direct exposure to TikTok. And uh, that's another story. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here with the young woman I have dubbed the Harvard heretic. These months back from Harvard, I'm putting her on each week. And she is Julie Hartman. And making the transition, talking about transitions... That's about as, I think it's as dramatic as changing your sex or transitioning, whatever, what term you wish to use, is transitioning from left to right. So I asked Julie right before the break, what really sort of, or not even sort of, shocked her or surprised her in meeting conservatives and our world? So take it away, Julie. Well, first of all, just how nice people are, that was something we were talking about last segment. I started to say that I was I met Amala yesterday who works at PragerU. She's my age and we were both just saying we were we were talking about our upbringings in these liberal environments and how conservatives were always branded as bigoted and it's just all the conservatives I've counter, I've encountered have such a graciousness of spirit. They've been so lovely and welcoming and they don't care if I disagree with them. For example, you know, I'm I'm still obviously evolving on my views, but as of right now, I do support legalized abortion. You you have no problem with me saying that. Can you imagine if I went on a left-leaning show and said I'm pro-life? Can you imagine how that would go over? It it would not go over. And the other thing that I think is really interesting, in addition to branding conservatives as bigots, growing up, I always heard that conservatives were these simpletons, like they had such primitive, antiquated ways of thinking, even if you just look at originalism. You know, it's so primitive that conservatives want to read the Constitution with the plain meaning of the text. And, you know, we liberals are so enlightened because we can pull these rights out of thin air and it's it's so woke and it's so progressive and as i've really studied conservative thought there is in my opinion so much more intellectual depth on our side even if we take the example of originalism in reading the text as is that is a very very that is a really good approach to curbing judicial overreach, preserving democratic sovereignty. I mean, that requires a lot of intellectual depth. That is hardly a simpleton approach. So it's just ironic that, you know, all of the things that 
liberals and leftists characterize us as, A, I think a lot of the times they are actually those things, and B, it's just, in my opinion, very untrue. So how's it going to be for you this coming year at Harvard? Well, I don't – that's a very good question. I don't know. I imagine it will be a bit difficult. I imagine I'm going to get some people coming after me. But as I said on your show a few weeks ago, it was causing me more pain to be silent about it than it was to be open about it and hated. I feel that I have a civic duty to stick my neck out for these institutions that I have benefited from, these American institutions I'm talking about, for American values, because – The left right now is using their own freedom to subvert freedom. They are undermining the very system that they benefited from, and I'm not going to stand for that. And if it means I come back to school and people hate me, okay. Those are not people I want in my life. Will you try to write for the Crimson? I've thought about it. Maybe I'll, I'll pitch a column. I think that would be interesting. Hopefully people would read it. Would they publish... Anything like the, you know, a piece titled "The Ultimate Transition" or the or the the most difficult coming out of closet in in contemporary America? Would they publish that? I think they would publish it. They have published a few um, editorials from the the very small amount of conservatives on campus. But the real question is, what would my life be like if I published an article like that? By the way, I'd like to react to the, the comment you made that you could say anything on a conservative show, but you could say nothing on, on a left show that they differ with and use the example that you are uh, against the rendering uh, abortion illegal. So there are two, there are two issues that I, 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 we've never discussed this, so I, mean, I am curious. When I have made my video for PragerU on abortion, which went sort of viral and is used by many, many pro-life groups. I made it clear at the very opening sentences, I'm not talking about legality, I'm talking about morality. I am more interested in people's views of the morality of all abortions rather than the legality question. Because if legality is not the same as morality, There are things, look, adultery is not moral, but we don't want to make it illegal. But I don't want people going around saying it doesn't matter whether or not you're monogamous. It does matter. (laughs) So I want, so how do you feel morally about abortions where the mother and child are healthy? Oh, I completely agree with you. I think it is a hugely regrettable thing and and I think morally in many ways it is it is awful I agree you're you are taking a life look abortion undermines respect for life it just does and what bothers me about liberal arguments about is they say well you know a fetus it's really not or what do they call it a bundle of cells it's like let's have an honest conversation about it okay it is not a bundle of cells it is a human being we can have a conversation about whether or not it should be legal but calling it something that it's not is just not helping people so i agree i think morally it's terrible and i also don't like how a lot of the times it's weirdly kind of like celebrated or applauded in a kind of way like sometimes when I've noticed when the left talks about abortion, it's 
they don't really account for the fact that it is a really, really sad thing and we should talk about it with kind of respect for it being an unfortunate event in people's lives. It's not really something that we should celebrate. Yep. To the pro-life listeners, arguing on the morality is much more effective than arguing on the legality. We'll be back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Our resident this summer, Harvard heretic, I call her. It is amazing that if you think America is essentially a beacon of liberty, you are a heretic now. Is that fair to say? Unfortunately, in the kinds of environments that I'm in, yes, you are, you are a heretic. Wow. It's an astonishing thing to live in such a good place. Do you have a theory on how people living in such a decent place can hate it? I think it's just that they take it for granted. They, they're so used to it being such a good place that they, they have no reason to think about why it's a good place or appreciate it. So they just pay attention to the bad things. It's honestly like being in a, I mean, I should not be speaking on this because I am not married, but I imagine it's like being in a really good marriage and you start to focus on the flaws of your spouse and then you forget like all of the good things. That's my theory. I think that- That's a good analogy. They're so accustomed to having such a charmed life that they they take it for granted, so they just turn their attention to all the bad things, and then that permeates their thought. Well, it's also – it's really a staggering naivete about the world. Def- that it, is it, spot it means on, you yes. Are, they're all so, – the leftists are so insular because if you have any idea what the world is like, all you do is go, wow, am I lucky to be American? Well, they also, I think they advocate for these irresponsible policies and then they insulate themselves from the consequences. Like they don't know how hard it is. For example, with defunding the police or their their thoughts about how police should handle violent criminals, they have no idea how hard it is being a police officer when you have someone violent. They wag their fingers and they go, oh, police should do this, police should do that. They should put on a uniform and be a police officer for one day and try it out. They have no respect for how hard it is on the ground to make society work. There's another good example. That's right. They're insulated from the world of people who are bad. There are a lot of bad people out there. Uh, When you ask a Harvard or irrelevant Boise State student, Name an evil person. They'll probably say Donald Trump. They 100%. won't say they won't say the murderers and rapists and 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 beaters of of innocents in the streets. That's not what comes. To, those are victims. Well, Julie, we are enriched. That is, we Americans and we conservatives, by having you on our side. Well, thank you. Thank you. How do people contact you? I'm going to set up a Facebook page okay, this week. Enough. All right. We'll be back. I'm Dennis Prager.